Chapter Twelve of the Adventures of Mabel by Harry Peck. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twelve: The Rescue of Jack. After her first visit to the giant's castle, Mabel went there regularly twice a week. She and Elsie became great friends, and as Elsie grew stronger, they began to plan for the time when she and Mabel could go out into the fields and have a picnic. But as yet, she was not able to get any further than the courtyard. It was just at this time that something happened which I'm now going to tell. Over the hill beyond the brook, where the frogs were, stood a small white house, and in it lived a little boy, about seven years old, named Jack. He had not lived there long, so that Mabel did not know him very well. But he had come to her house once or twice to see her and Walter, and they were getting to be pretty well acquainted. One day Mabel was sitting on the lawn playing with Towser, when Jack's father came by, walking very fast and looking anxiously in all directions as he walked. When he saw Mabel, he stopped and asked, Have you seen anything of my little boy today? No, said Mabel. He hasn't been here. Jack's father didn't wait to say anything more, but hurried on up the road. He had been gone about an hour when back he came, still walking very fast and looking all about him. Did you find him? asked Mabel, as he passed by the gate. No, and no one has seen him anywhere. I can't think what has become of him, for he's been away since ten o'clock this morning, and it's now two. He didn't come home at noon for dinner, and I fear that something has happened to him. Well, said Mabel, if I see him, I'll tell him that you are worried about him. Thank you, said Jack's father. And please ask everybody that passes if they have seen a little boy in velvet knickerbockers and a scotch cap and he hurried away in the direction of his own home. Mabel thought it over for quite a while, and then she felt that it would be a good thing for her to have Rex saddled and to ride along the roads, asking whether anyone had seen or heard of Jack. So presently she was galloping past the cross dog's house and the frog's brook, and just as she was near Jack's house, she saw the butcher riding along in his cart. Have you seen anything of a little boy in velvet knickerbockers and a scotch cap? she asked him. Yes, he said. I saw him this morning, going down the road that turns to the left after you go some distance past the hill. I've just told his father so, and he's got a horse and has gone to look for him down that way. Mabel let Rex walk as she went along in the same direction. She thought that if Jack's father had gone down the road to the left, there was no need for her to go that way too. Yet she decided that she would ride slowly along to meet the two when they came back. So she went on through the woods and past the kitty cats, and then she reached the road that turned to the left. Just at that moment she heard the sounds of a horse's hooves galloping in the distance, and she stopped Rex and waited. Nearer and nearer came the rider, and presently Mabel saw Jack's father riding a bay horse and galloping up the hill like mad. His head was bare, his face was as white as a sheet of paper, and he was lashing the horse, whose sides and legs were covered with dust and foam. "'What's the matter?' called out Mabel, as he plunged into the main road, where she was sitting on Rex's back. He pulled up his horse for a moment. "'Oh!' he cried. "'It's terrible! I heard that Jack had gone down this way, and I rode after him till I crossed a big stone bridge, and found a lot of men all dressed in red and working in the fields. When I asked them if they had seen my little boy, they told me that they had, that he had strolled down the road, and that a great giant had found him and carried him off to his castle. I didn't know there was a giant in this country, but there is, 
and they say that my little boy is to be eaten for his breakfast tomorrow morning what are you going to do asked mabel who was greatly excited by this news do he cried why i'm going to get all the men in the town to come with guns and axes and hammers and break into the giant's castle and get my boy out i'm afraid a giant is too big for you to fight said mabel he could step on you and kill you with one foot so the men in the road told me said jack's father but i don't care i'll do what i can i'll burn and chop and slash and if he kills me why i'd rather die than live without my little boy mabel looked very serious stop a minute she said i want to tell you something don't try to break into the castle but just wait and let me see what i can do if you will i promise that jack shall not be hurt jack's father stared at her in astonishment what you a little girl yes said mabel i know what i can do and i promise you to bring jack safely home by sunset wait at your house and see but mabel said he earnestly you mustn't go near the giant's castle you are too little to know what a giant is he is a fearful monster and if he sees you he will catch you and eat you at the same time as he eats my poor little jack mabel smiled no she said don't be afraid i promise not to get into any danger but i promise also to save jack before sunset don't do anything till then well said jack's father i couldn't get any men together before that time so i'll promise you but be sure you don't run into any danger i don't want you to be eaten too with these words he whipped his horse and galloped away again toward the town to see if any men would help him attack the giant's castle when he had disappeared down the road in a cloud of dust mabel patted rex on the neck and spoke to him rex she said we've got a long hard ride before us but i want you to do your best so that i can keep my promise and save poor little jack she shook the reins and rex bounded forward down the road to the left he flew along like an arrow his hoofs seemed scarcely to touch the ground as he strained his head forward and dashed over the road his mane streamed in the air his neck quivered and he galloped faster than he had ever done in all his life good rex cried mabel as he sped along with a flight like a bird's on they went over hill and dale on 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 clattering through the grass and woods thundering over the great stone bridge on between the fields where the men in red were working on 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 never stopping till they dashed down the last hill and found themselves before cormoran's huge castle with its mighty towers its gilded roof and its massive gateway mabel tugged at the chain and the great bell clanged the gate flew open and she clattered into the courtyard where the red spearmen saluted her here take my horse someone cried mabel as she slid to the ground do you want to see the little lady elsie asked one of the men no said mabel i want to see the giant the man hesitated a little you can't see him today," said he he's very much out of sorts he's shut himself up in his den and has given orders that no one is to disturb him i can't help it said mabel i must see him please help me up the stairs someone the man who had spoken bowed and led her through the doorway into the castle and lifted her up the great steps one by one till she had reached the top and then he turned and ran away as fast as he could mabel walked straight to the door of the den her heart beat very fast yet she did not hesitate a moment but beat on the door with the handle of her riding whip who's that roared a terrific voice within it's me called mabel as loud as she could but her voice was too weak and small to be heard through the thick door who's that bellowed the giant 
Go away. Mabel beat the door again. Ha! shouted Cormoran. And Mabel could hear him jumping up from his oaken chair. Knock again and I'll eat you up. Mabel was dreadfully frightened, but she raised her whip and beat the door again. In half a second it flew wide open with a crash, and Cormoran rushed to the entrance. He was a fearful sight. His tangled red hair stood out all over his head like a blaze of fire. His lips were curled up so as to show his great tusks, and his eyes rolled and glared furiously like those of some monstrous beast. You shall die, he howled, and then he saw that it was Mabel. Please, Cormoran, I want to see you about something very much, said Mabel, in her soft little voice, which trembled with fear as she spoke. Cormoran looked at her a moment, and he seemed less angry, but his face still wore a scowl. Well, he said shortly, come in. Mabel went into the den and climbed up on a footstool. What is it? growled Cormoran. Come, make a short story of it. Please, said Mabel, folding her hands in her lap. Have you caught a little boy today? Yes, grunted Cormoran. He's ordered for breakfast. What of it? Oh, Cormoran, pleaded Mabel. Please don't eat him. His father is wild about it. He says he doesn't want to live if you eat his little boy. What do I care, whether he lives or not? growled the giant. But Jack's such a good little boy, said Mabel, and he never did you any harm. You won't be so cruel as to eat him, will you? Why not? Little boys are good eating. Why shouldn't I eat him just as you eat pigeons? Pigeons never did you any harm. Mabel was in despair. She felt that she could say nothing to persuade the great hungry giant but she resolved to try once more. Cormoran, she said, you know I've been here often and often because you asked me to, and I played with Elsie, and you said yourself the other day that I did more for her than anyone else. When I first came, she was pale and so weak that she couldn't walk. And now she's so strong and well that next week she's going out of doors again, just as well as ever. You love her ever so much, don't you? Well, Jack's papa loves him just as much as you do Elsie, and how will he feel when he knows that his little boy is dead? Now, Cormoran, if you think I've done anything for your Elsie, let Jack go for my sake, because he is my playmate, too. If you will, I will love it better than the gold belt or than anything else, and I'll never forget it. You will, won't you? Please do. The great giant looked down on the little figure sitting on the footstool, pleading so earnestly with two big tears in her eyes. For a long while he kept silent, but a great gleam of good nature came into his eyes. His face softened, and at last he said, Well, Mabel, I do almost anything for you. Come. He took a great bunch of keys from his belt and strode out of the room to the staircase. Mabel ran after him as fast as her little legs could carry her, and he picked her up in one hand and bore her gently down the stairs. Then he unlocked a great iron door, behind which was a dark, narrow stairway, with short winding steps. He's down here in the cellar, said Cormoran. They went down the narrow stairs together into the dimly lighted cellar. It was an enormous place about half a mile long, with huge stacks of wine barrels and casks of ale piled about. As soon as Mabel's eyes became used to the darkness, she saw a row of cells, each with a great iron door and a heavy lock. All of them were open but one. He's in there, said the giant, pointing to the cell whose door was shut. Then he took a big key and put it into the lock and turned it. Mabel laid her head against the door, and then she heard a little voice inside the cell sobbing and crying. Oh, don't eat me. Please don't eat me, said the voice. It was Jack. Will you let me open the door? asked Mabel of the giant. 
and please don't let him see you when he comes out he'll be so frightened as soon as i pull the door open please hide behind the big piles of barrels all right said cormoran smiling mabel knocked on the door with her little fist jack she called who's that said the voice inside the cell it's mabel answered she oh mabel called the voice what are you doing here has the giant caught you too no said mabel cheerily and don't be afraid jack i'm going to open the door and let you out and take you home jack gave a shout of joy then mabel took hold of the door with both of her hands and pulled with all her might the door swung slowly open and as cormoran hid himself behind the barrels out came jack oh mabel mabel he cried how did you get here and how did you open the door never mind now jack we must hurry home as fast as we can come she led the way through the cellar and jack followed her wondering they went up the cellar stairs and out into the courtyard where the men in red stood up and saluted mabel with their spears bring my horse out please said mabel and be as quick as you can they led out rex and helped mabel into the saddle lift this little boy up behind me said mabel and they did so now jack she said put your arms around my waist and hold on tight and be careful not to fall off are you ready yes said jack and mabel spoke to rex and he started out of the courtyard trotting till he reached the open road and then breaking into a long gallop as he set his head toward home meanwhile jack's father had ridden about the country and had collected all the men he could to lead them against the giant's castle in case mabel did not return by sunset about forty men had promised to help him and he had gathered them all together into a company on the top of the hill near his own house they now stood there looking down upon the long stretch of road that wound around the other hills some of the men had guns others had pistols and some were armed with clubs and axes and pitchforks and crowbars and scythes behind the highest hill the great red sun was already beginning to set it's nearly time said jack's father to the men the little girl said that she would be back by sunset and if she doesn't come you may be sure that the giant has caught her and is going to eat her too the men clashed their weapons and looked very fierce we'll save them both cried they jack's father kept his eyes on the sun lower and lower it sank behind the hill until only the upper part of it could be seen it's almost gone said he with a groan she's not coming back listen cried one of the men i hear something they all leaned forward to listen a far-off sound like the beat of a horse's hoofs came faintly to their ears it's a horse cried one look far away in the distance a tiny cloud of dust could be seen on and on nearer and nearer it came until they saw a black speck moving swiftly down the road while the sound of galloping grew louder and louder the men all strained their eyes it is a horse cried jack's father eagerly yes and i see a little white figure on his back it must be mabel thank heaven she's not lost at any rate nearer and nearer came the horse plunging along through the dust of the road yes called out one of the men and there's something else on his back too beyond the little girl what is it yes why it's jack a tremendous shout went up from forty throats every man flung his hat into the air and next his weapon all cheering and cheering and shouting like mad and then right into the midst of them up the side of the hill dashed mabel with jack behind her carried along by noble old rex who was covered with foam from head to foot mabel pulled him up and he stopped his flanks quivering and his nostrils panting jack's father rushed at his little boy and snatched him from the horse's back hugging him tight to his heart the men swarmed around mabel and lifted her out of the saddle and then two of them 
held her up high in the air while the whole band formed a procession and began marching toward her home they sang and cheered and shouted till the hillsides rang grandma heard the noise and came out to the gate she saw forty men all marching toward her and on the shoulders of two of them she saw a little girl sitting with an arm about each of their necks behind them another man was leading rex by the bridle rein why what does all this mean cried grandma and for answer the forty men gave one great shout hurrah 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 mabel end of chapter recording by april 6090 california united states of america end of the adventures of mabel by harry peck